And you'd be amazed at how much easier things can be when it's ours versus mine. It's the key to everything. Episode number 11, December 2014. In this episode, Trent Walton talks about frequent feedback, how he prototypes, getting fresh eyes, organizing teams, and his favorite typefaces. How important is frequent feedback for your work? It depends on the, the job. Um, you know, I think it, I think most importantly is just to know when to ask for it. Uh, you know, I think that more than anything, uh, if you think about it in the context of, of people who have meetings, um, having things in a prototype state is most is like close to the real thing or the exactly real thing. You know, a web version of that versus an image based is the most important thing ever. If you imagine having a meeting about a layout and you show up with either a narrow or a wide, and somebody asks, "Well, what's going to happen?" on when as when the viewport changes and then the meeting turns into a discussion about what could what it could be you know well it, it maybe this could shift here and this could move up and down and it it gets into to, to, to a place where the meeting is really about things that may or may not even be possible with like without like a, a ton of javascript and you know hundreds of hours of engineering and testing and just technical debt uh, so feedback, I think, it, it needs to be about an honorable for a prototype. People can evaluate how that feels on a touch screen or how, how it feels on a smaller, whatever it, it feels. And um, you don't have to ask how things, what, you know, what they could be like or what they might do. You can see it real time and you can resize it or you can change orientation or do whatever you're going to do. And then it becomes a discussion about... Like how do we change this versus inventing things that may or may not even be possible, um, and that's when you get into like obviously a lot of organizational frustration is when, you know, designers a designer might have a great idea and the engineer knows it's not possible, um, and I'd maybe also say like I think feedback regularly can be helpful for the person making the thing, but it can also be helpful for the team, or the group involved, um, because then it it turn it changes things from my thing I'm building or my phase of this project that I'm working on it to the thing that we're building and our project. And you'd be amazed at how much easier things can be when it's ours versus mine. It's the key to everything. So feedback, it can be helpful to the person building it, but you can also use it to your advantage, I think, um, within your team, whether it's small or a large organization. Uh, and I think like back to the complexity that responsive web design adds, uh, wow, I mean, you know, the, the, that's that multiple layouts and multiple changes and multiple arguments about content and hierarchy at every given breakpoint. This can really be something you can use to your advantage. How do you prototype? Um, oh, it's different every every time. Like a lot of times that we've just been using CodePen. I mean, it can be funny. So CodePen, it's like similar. Maybe if you don't know that, it's JS Fiddle, or basically a, a place you can code in the browser. It's just fantastic. And so we'll even be on um, like a Skype call and the three of us will be talking 
And the minute the discussion turns into, well, maybe it'll look weird or like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Dave gets quiet. We don't even notice. Reagan and I keep talking. And like 10 minutes later, Dave comes back with a link and it's code pen. It's a thing we're talking about already coded live in the browser. So um, we use a lot of private code pen stuff just because it is usually client work. And then we can't, you know, we obviously can't have stuff we're working on eke out well i mean maybe sometimes we could have it's personal stuff but you know it's the client work but um it's really handy that i mean because the environment's already there uh you know like you can you know you don't have to worry about why your sas isn't compiling or anything like that it's just ready to go it may take you know any any one of those things takes a little bit of time maybe a learning curve a bit but these days we all know like there's a big learning curve anyways if you're doing a project that isn't just you know, straight HTML and, and CSS, and so few of them are. But then again, if it's a site that you know you're going to be working on for a long time, maybe it's one that you own, I'd say just get the environment set up. Uh, like, you know, I, I keep things pretty simple. Like, we sometimes we have, like, things like static site generators like Jekyll and all that. But I, uh, you know, if it's basic, it's just, like, I'll run SAS and I'll have MAMP you know, local hosts running and just, I'll just start doing it there. Um, and it, it always for me starts with, with text. Um, even sites that don't have a ton of text, it's still like picking typefaces and kind of what you were talking about earlier, like discovering the relationships between one typeface and another, and maybe the relationship between the typeface and the type of content or the tone you're trying to strike. And it's, uh, you know, it's such a, a, an initial elemental core type of a part of the process. But, um, you know, that's usually where we start. It's either in CodePen if it's sort of like on the fly and it doesn't really matter, but if it's like kind of a, something we want to build on later, like a little bit of a building block, we'll, we'll, we'll usually kind of maybe formalize that and um, have like a local build or put something on GitHub and start that way. How do you avoid not seeing the forest for the trees in your own designs? Take breaks. It's really to me as simple as that. Um, some days, yeah. I mean, I think like what I mean, and this goes into two categories. Like we, a lot of the work we've been doing recently, it's like it's easy to get fixated on a detail when you work on a small piece of a website and, and, and you want to ship that one thing um, and you, and you maybe over engineer it or you get, I mean, and that's the other thing is if it's like, I give you, you have two weeks to figure out how this page should look. You might be able to figure that out in a day or two. That I mean, maybe it takes two weeks and that's fine. But what normally happens is like, well, I'm going to put two weeks of energy into this. And sometimes that can that can result in a really refined, reduced, perfect-ish version of a page. You know, really concise, really wonderful, really easy to use. Oftentimes, and you know, I'm guilty of this kind of. It can result in a convoluted, overthought, overwrought, just nightmare of a thing. So um, I think like that goes back to the feedback. Get feedback regularly, and then just from the day to day, like just stop. Fresh eyes. You know, we say fresh eyes all the time. Um, when I when it becomes a particular problem, I have a I have a record player, and I you know a lot of times I use my computer to listen to music. But if it's like, look, I I'm falling into this trap of just thinking overthinking everything, um, you know, I'll I'll, list, I'll be standing up all the time, flipping the record over, picking a new one, thinking about all these things, and sort of it immediately forces me out of that whatever pace that I was in. Um, 
you know, and like I said, I, I'm very, very fortunate that I get to work from home and I have family here. And so I go downstairs, to do whatever, uh, take a break. But yeah, I think um, you're not going to be able to, to see the forest if you're like by like looking at it harder. <laughs> so just get the hell out of their office. That's maybe the best advice you could get. Can you talk about your philosophy of organizing teams? Um, you wrote... Um, you like small technical teams, which seems uh, like they're organized a bit like special forces teams, like one guy for explosions, one guy for handling the minigun and so on. Yeah, websites is like heist movies, maybe. Um, no, yeah, I yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that sort of happened is, you know, you have floors of offices or small teams. You have like a, a person who is uh, specializes in design and that's their bit. And then you have somebody who specializes in code and development and that's their bit. And maybe you have like a, a project manager or a, a sales manager, whatever it is. Um, and all these people or floors of offices, they don't talk as much or they have meetings and they talk, but they don't collaborate as much. And we, we're going, you know, I think rapidly we're moving away from this, but uh Yeah, I think like have have a team that can absolutely build something from start to finish. Well, you know, I think that, you know, like I was saying, I think it's important to be able to build yourself, but I mean, have the team that is has expertise in every level. There's a million, you know, then then because you can't a you can't have prototypes at all without that. So everything else it's like it won't work and then b people learn and 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 knowledge is shared and instead of like a designer making a red line document to tell a developer why there needs to be 20 pixels between one thing and another thing, um, that can be really annoying and wear people down if they're just reading redline doc documents and opening a CSS file and changing little bitty numbers from you know 18 to 20 it, it can be uh, miserable but if a designer and a developer are sitting together and talking about why from a design sense or a typographic sense things need to look a certain way they learn from each other and they kind of talk about what's possible and why and a better way to do it next time and all of these things so the payoffs are infinite to me um, working together and collaborating makes people happier and happy people, I think, make make better websites. Can you tell us a couple of your favorite typefaces? Oh, sure. Uh, I like back to the cars. Uh, you know, I grew up around muscle cars and all that and that car badges. So I really like condensed upper all uppercase. So like alternate gothic. Um, tungsten, really alternate gothic is probably one of my all time favorites. Uh, you know, just think that that looks good I use obviously I use it a ton on my blog uh, I really like meta serif uh, it's a, te a serif um, text face uh, I use that on my site let's see chaparral we've used that a lot recently I, we use that on the paravel site um, let's see Gotham of course uh, thinking about a couple of other ones more recently let me look here What do I have? The Adele family. We've been using that on some client work, and that's been a lot of fun to work with. There's a, It's a super family, so there's like tons of weights and sands and serifs. And then um, anything by Mark Simonson. Uh, I learned about him very early on when I was working with Typekit and uh, Proxima Nova and all the variations of that were on. And we built his website and just kind of getting to know him and the way he approaches type design and how like he's got a really interesting history of uh, being just kind of a graphic designer and a web designer and a type designer and all of these things. So um, like I, I went in kind of thinking he was amazing and then like it's kind of one of those things where you meet somebody who you think's really special and cool and then they prove like that 
10 times over. And so it's, it's the opposite of like that disappointing meet your heroes thing. And it's like, wow, this guy is super legit. So yeah, Mark Simonson, anything by him, but especially Proxima, Proxima Nova, I use that a lot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty widely used on the internet and that doesn't bother me at all. I think it's a fantastic typeface. How has your practice of working with type on the web changed since you wrote your article about fluid type in 2012? Yeah, um, not much. Uh, it's still as like learn by doing as it was then. Um, a lot of the rules have stuck. I kind of I think in the article I did talk a little bit about kind of hoping viewport width and viewport height units would um, uh, I'd use them more. I'd, and I don't think that's any lacking of the the those is is measurements online is just like the situations I've been in. It's been much more of like a safe traditional typesetting route. But uh, not much has changed. I think it kind of holds up pretty well.